Welcome to the 19th ESC Every Soldier Counts podcast. find American troops today, you'll find the men of the Transportation Corps. Enough and on time. That's the story we tell you today. The story of the Army Quartermaster Corps. These youthful servicemen are members of the Army's Military Police Corps. One of the most important forces behind the lines. The Army Ordnance Corps. Welcome to the 19th ESC Every Soldier Counts podcast. I am Sergeant First Class Adam Ross, Public Affairs NCOIC for 19th Expeditionary Sustainment Command. And on today's episode, we are going to be talking about one of the most important new acronyms in the Army, and that is IPSE. And for that, I'm joined by a couple of our G1 superstars. We have Warrant Officer 1, Brent Punty. We have Chief Warrant Officer 2, Desmond Porter. Gentlemen, thanks for joining me. I'm glad to be here. Glad to be here. So um, IPSE has been, if you're in the Army, IPSE is a term you've seen floating around a bit for the last couple of years, but we're getting closer and closer to it being a reality. And so what can you tell me right now on the, the state of IPSE and how much you should be you should care about it? Well, right now you should care about it a lot because uh, IPSE is going to combine uh, three of the compos. That's the active Army army reserve and the national guard into one system um, and by doing that that's going to be around 1.1 million soldiers that's going to be fully integrated um also we need to talk about what it actually stands for yeah <laughs> um, so, so it is uh the integrated personnel and pay system army and uh the reason why you have army at the end is because uh down the line ipse is going to be integrated in all other uh services so we'll have an Ipsen at some point, an Ipsaf, maybe? Absolutely. <laughs> okay. And then so the the timeline, though, has, has changed a little bit in the last couple of months. So it, um, the Army was going to roll it out um, in 2021, and they got pushed down the road a little bit. Uh, but now we're, we're training up for it um, kind of in earnest, right? Yeah. So now it'll be uh, penciled in for release on 20 September. Um, at that time, all three compos will go live all at once. Um, there will be no cushion period uh, between uh, the old systems and the new systems. On, so on September 20th, they're going to flip the switch and everybody will be in IPSA. And so that'll be so active reserve and National Guard will all be using it. That's correct. Okay. Interesting. Okay. And so, so right, some of the activities that it brings all into one thing. So like when you say personnel and pay, that means, you know, the days of going to the S1 shop, going to the pay office to kind of do an inquiry, those are kind of all be folded into the same app, basically. That, that is correct. So what, what's an example of something that you could do with the app that you can't right now? So uh, for an example, for a soldier being promoted from, uh, let's say, E3 to E4. All right, so you can actually update that uh, action or PAR is what it's going to be called into IPSE. And uh, once that is completed, it will generate uh, the actual pay to be changed simultaneously. Wow. So, yeah, the days of like waiting for the order to be generated and all that stuff. As you're inputting the information for that promotion, it will be generating the order as well. And upon completion, it will be sent to uh, that soldier's OMPF. Wow. 
And another feature that I think soldiers will be like is that they could be sitting in their living room and log in on their phone and they could submit an absent request. Um, so they'll no longer have to be in their office, submit a DA31 to their supervisor, wait for all the signatures, uh, submit a big packet with it. It'll all be done in the system. So as soon as they click submit, it's going to go to their supervisor and within three days they'll have either disapproved or approved. So that's part of what I think not many people are talking about because so it, it does include leave in it as well. That's correct. Because right? um, the Army is kind of lagging behind the other services in putting it on the web. Like I know Air Force has leave web or whatever they call it. But so the days of printing off a DA-31 or, or emailing it, all that are going to be... <laughs> It'll be completely gone. Everything will be done within IPSA. And so this obviously makes it easier for the individual soldier, but can you talk about on your end of the equation, how does it make things easier for HR professionals? So for HR professionals, the big thing is that everything will be in one spot. Before, we'd have to go to multiple uh, different systems in order to do one job or do one task. Um, essentially, it's going to subsume over 30 systems and over 300 interfaces that we deal with with HR. Uh, the other part of it, um, automation. So a lot of our uh, systems right now, we have to manually put in data um, in order to fill out like a 4187, for instance. Um, in IPSA, the a PAR that replaces the 4187 will automatically generate all that admin data. That cuts out a lot of time that we have to do trying to track that down. So PAR is personnel action? Request. Okay. Interesting. And so... Uh, we're doing this podcast kind of to, to raise awareness, but also to, to get people uh, excited about training on it. So what, what is, we, you recently had a, a training event for leaders about IPSE, um, or you have one on the horizon. What, what, what goes into the training and why, why is that important? So for the, the upcoming training is going to be during the commander's conference. Um, they're going to get a quick overview of the timeline of IPSE and what IPSE is going to be um, and what IPSE will do for them. Additionally, uh, leaders that will have access in a system will be required to complete a one-hour video, uh, or watch a one-hour video. Uh, that'll basically just go over the, uh, the ins and outs of what they need to do in the system. Because now leaders have to be in the system. They can't be expecting things to be emailed to them, brought in a blue folder or anything <laughs> like that. Yeah, I was going to say that it's there's different expectations on every side of this basically for the, the soldier and um the commander as well supervisors and and so um what what does what you've done the training i assume like what how easy it is is it to pick up for a non uh, 42 series do you think at first it's going to be a little bit difficult uh there's a terminology difference in ipse compared to what we're used to uh for instance soldier will not be found um as a terminology in the in the system it'll be called member um, UIC won't exist. It'll be called department. Uh, these are because it's an off-the-shelf system, um, and they couldn't customize some things. So we're going to have to adapt our terminology, and I think that'll be the biggest uh, um, pain for everybody when they're first starting off in IPSA. And I know one way that we can actually remedy that so it can be a smoother transition is to have, like, small uh, uh, classes um, with, uh, like, the soldiers that fall within, starting at the squad level. We can actually send out what, you know, some of the uh, terms in IPSA will be um, as if it was used on the military side. That's just a start. What about, um, we've been teleworking a lot lately because of uh, coronavirus restrictions. Do you think, how, how does that, your experience teleworking, does it make you think that this, when IPSE is rolled out completely, it'll make things like that a little bit easier? You won't have to like physically? <laughs> oh, absolutely. Um, like IPSE is going to make it, uh, make it available for us to do an action or a par uh, anywhere, uh, no matter uh, like what the time. 
um, and it will track as if we were in the office, as if we were sitting on the couch. So it wouldn't matter. And on the, we haven't really gotten to the pay side of things. So as I understand it, it'll help, especially in Korea too, like when a soldier arrives in Korea, it'll automatically adjust their BAH or, or turn it off potentially, that kind of thing. Yeah, like I was explaining before, so when uh, when something is updated in IPSA and if it uh, includes pay, it will automatically change it solely based off of the request in IPSA. Like the example I used before, like with the promotion. Oh, sure. Once that is uh, actually updated and processed and approved, it will automatically update the soldier's pay. Okay. And um, what what have been some early questions you've gotten um, just as, as we get closer and closer to um, having to care about this more? The big thing I've been uh, hearing is um, how it's going to change how we do HR support. Um, big one, you know, we do the 4187s via email, gears, whatever it may be. Um, senior leaders have been asking, well, how is that going to affect them now that they have to log in? So uh, the impact of IPSA is huge from the earlier from the newest arrived soldier into the army all the way up to the chief of staff of the army will be in the system in some some way or fashion um before we've never had something like that so Hmm. and and so uh going what are some of the important milestones to look at then so we're you're getting senior leaders um kind of aware of it at the commander's conference um going forward what what are some other big big dates we're looking at or like more larger scale training uh, for units, um, what they need to start doing now is plan for an army-wide PAI uh, in June. Um, that is going to be key to ensuring accountability is, is accurate and that way everybody is migrated over into IPSA. Uh, another thing is is make sure they're policing the records. It is a soldier's responsibility to ensure the records are up to date and accurate. Um, every time they go and do a records review, they need to be skimming over everything. Um, nothing should be unturned. And I think uh, last time we talked about this, you, you we mentioned that part of it because it'll be harder to cha- fix those errors you know, once in the new system, or what, why is that? Uh, it'll be a little harder uh, for the fact that we're going to be using different systems of record now to input things. So for uh, schools, for instance, there's no longer anywhere where we can go in manually and put someone's school in. That data is going to be pulled over from ATARs. So prior to the release, they need to ensure that if they have schools on the record, on their ERB or whatever it may be, they need to make sure that that is captured in ATARs. And if it's not, they need to get it done. And so just be and just because it's on your SRB doesn't necessarily mean it's on ATARs. Correct. Okay. Yeah, that's that's good to know. Um, and so another one of the big um, digital events we had, I guess you would say, in the Army recently was the email migration. And there were some hiccups with that. And I think that may be um, emphasized more than anything. People need to be talking with their soldiers and making sure they understand what's what's about to happen. Right. Absolutely. Uh, so messaging is going to be key, um, ensuring that uh, everybody's aware that this is going to happen, um, whether they like it or not, it's coming. Um, right now, uh, we're looking at about 12 individuals from 19th ESC that will be in charge of ensuring that all data gets carried over into IPSA. So it, it's a big, it's a big operation. And it seems to me like everyone needs to look at this that it's not just an h uh, an hr concern a, a g1 concern it really is an everyone and every soldier concern no right? absolutely um every soldier in uh, in the military 
uh, in the army for that matter, is a leader, which means you're going to have a soldier that's going to have an issue, which means those issues are going to have to require a par. And that par has to start with their leadership. Then it has to go to whoever the approving uh, authority is or before that, the uh, reviewer. So everyone is going to have a place in IPSA. It's not just going to affect uh, HR professionals. Everyone needs to be linked in at the lowest level. Okay, and if you haven't taken the training yet, there is an online training module you can find. Is that right? Um, So just, sir, that's on, um, where where, where would people find that if they want to take, be proactive? They need to go to the IPSA homepage. Uh, So it's literally just ipsa.army.mil. They'll go there, they'll log in uh, to the system. Uh, right now, they, we have limited access to where they can actually go in and do hands-on training. And there's a one-hour video for uh, regular service members so they can learn how to use self-service uh, in the system. Okay. I am i haven't watched that video yet, but I, I definitely need to. But, uh, gentlemen, thanks again for coming by. Um, anything else you want to add? Or? Yeah, Ipsay's here, and it's going to stay. Yeah, let's do it. I'm, I'm ready for it. Okay, well, I want to thank uh, Mr. Punty, Chief Porter, for coming by. And thanks for listening to us here on the Every Soldier Counts podcast. We will talk to you next time. Thank you.